0: Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder, Gayla Zos, helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now.
1: Hey everybody, this is Gayla Zos and welcome to episode 36 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what goes into the development of a website. Now for many small business owners, at least those who aren't in the business of building websites, this process is shrouded in mystery. Who actually knows what it takes to build a website? What is really going on behind the curtain? Does anyone really know? Well, it's something that a lot of small business owners don't understand. So the purpose of this episode is to demystify the website development process. Joining me to do that is Gwen Canfield. Now, you've heard Gwen on the podcast before. She's been my guest several times She's a freelance graphic designer and the owner of Creative Instinct, a branding and website development company based in Mount Julia, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Now, I have known Gwen for a long time, and the process that she follows to develop a website is very clear, and it has well-defined steps. And that's why I wanted her to come on the podcast and talk about how she develops a website. So this podcast is a little different. It's uh, video. You're going to see what Gwen does. You're going to see screenshots of every step of the process. And then we're going to talk about some of the misconceptions and some of the things that can happen that can get in the way of a smooth website development process. So if you have ever wondered what really happens as a website is being developed, this episode is for you. Let's listen in. Gwen, thank you for joining me.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) You are one of our regulars on this podcast and I'm just, um, this is going to be a good one. All right. Before we go any further, let's start out with some information about you. People throughout the Southeast know you as a graphic designer and a website developer. So for those who who don't know you, just give us a a recap of how you got to where you are today.
2: Oh gosh, back in 2005, I started um, my own freelance business kind of part-time while doing graphic design for the corporate world. Um, and then when by the time 2008 came around, I had so much freelance business that I had to decide, am I, am I going to do this full time? And so I decided to do that. Luckily, I got married in 2008 also. So that was helpful <laughs> for me to, me to be able to take that leap. Um, but it's been great. I haven't looked back since and I'm really enjoying it. I do a lot of branding, logo design, a lot of website design for primarily small mid-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. And you and
1: I have worked on dozens. I don't think that's an understatement. Dozens of websites together. And the work that you do is just gorgeous. So that's one of the reasons I wanted you to do this particular episode, because I think it's fair to say that the average small business owner isn't well-versed on what it takes to actually build a website. And and I know there are a lot of misconceptions out here. You've talked to me about those. Share for our listeners what the most common misconceptions are about what it takes to build a website.
2: Well, there's a lot of different ways to build a site. There's a lot of ways to build a site wrong. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of DIY site builders. Um, A lot of them are good. A lot of them are not so good. Um, I, I think and because of those DIY builders that are so prevalent now, um, a lot of uh, business owners think, oh, I can just build my own site. You know, it's not a problem. It's, it's easy. I'll just, you know, sign up for one of those, build my site. So they, they don't really realize and, and those, those DIY sites are good at promoting their platforms as being super easy. Put your, get your site up in minutes and all of those things. But so much more goes into it. And that's really what prompted me to want to explain what all goes into building a site the right way so it'll represent your business properly and also actually get found on search engines, which is the whole purpose for being online.
1: Yeah. And I think another misconception that you probably hear a lot is that you, as the website developer, write the copy. Talk about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Business owners think that I, by metamorphosis, can pull all the information out of their brains about their site and be able to just build a site beginning to end with no input from them. (laughs) But that is not true. Um, I do not write the copy for their site. Uh, They are the ones that own the business and know best what their products and services offerings are. Um, and so they need to pro- provide me with that copy and content for their website. In
1: fact, there are times when people haven't done that in the past and those clients of yours didn't want to pay for someone like me to write their copy. And, and you were instrumental in the development of, of the website content quick start course, which, um, you know, is a, is a real, is a DIY content creation process. And I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of small business owners really underestimate what it takes to actually pull the ideas about what your business is out of your head and put it in copy that's going to connect with your audience. And you, I mean, it's not your job to do that as the website developer.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, I'm a freelancer. Um, I'm good at what I do, but uh, extracting information uh, the way your quick, quick start course does um, is not really my forte. You know, I, I focus on the development of the site, making sure it works properly, making sure it looks great. Um, but the quick start course is, is excellent. Um, it's an excellent DIY tool to take them step by step through a process in order to put that content that's in their brain into a concise format that will work well on a website. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you pushed me to to develop that and I'm really glad you did because it is something that is, is really needed. Okay. Now let's talk about the process. What is the process that you take people through to build a website, show us how it looks and what you do at each step.
2: Okay, well, before I start the development, I'll share my screen, but before I start that, um, I have a meeting with the client, I discuss uh, their business, their products and services, their audience, um, their target audience, and also um, what their goals are for the site, Um, just any special requests they have, ways that their website could work for them in terms of s- functionality. Um, so we talk about all those, those things and I document those, and then I'll present a proposal to them with all those things outlined. Um, and and so, so they know what development's gonna cost for what they want. And so then we're ready for development to start. I'll share my screen here to kind of show the process that i go through and to kind of demonstrate you can see my screen right Mm -hmm. to kind of demonstrate the steps that i go through Um, and the first one is researching their brand and this is if they have an existing brand Um, this is if they've been in business for a time and they want a new website or um, they finally are building a website after being in business for a couple of years, which was the case with this this client here, Fruit Tea Chicks. <clears throat> um, she's a beverage uh, manufacturer uh, in Tennessee, and she's been in business since 2016 and has been working primarily on social media and does has not never had a website, but her business is growing. She's getting a lot of orders. So she said, you know, I guess I finally need a website. <laughs> i i I researched her and um she had you know very active on social media so she had a lot of images and different marketing efforts she's already done that i could uh, take a look at so i was able to she sent me some images um of her products and her her staff um so i was able to use those but i was also able to pull some of Uh, that information off of Google. So that was really helpful. Um, In her case, she already had a lot of information out there for me to pull from, but you know, a new business wouldn't have that. So I would rely on them to provide product photos, staff photos, things like that for their website. Mm -hmm. Um, I also research um, the brand on um, any promotional efforts, um, PR, Things, you know, press releases, uh, advertising, things that they've done. Um, she she's had a, a two or three articles written about her in local publications. So I was able to find those and also kind of get more information um, about her and the types of people that really like her product. Um, knowing just knowing these things just kind of helps me formulate a a design approach um, to make sure I'm designing a site using photography and a look and feel that's going to appeal to her audience. So that's kind of why I gather all of this information. So I think
1: it's interesting to note that when you're doing this, I would call it the, the visual brand recon, you're also relying on what is, what, what is being said, not just how, 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 you know, what the images are, how the business looks or how the brand looks, but what's being said about the brand. And and that gives you important clues about what what the visual brand, what direction a new visual brand or a new website might go. Is that an accurate statement? Oh yes,
2: definitely. It's really um, helpful to see what's Commentary is out there um, about about the brand, about the, the product um, from not only the customers, but also the business owner herself to see how she describes herself and describes her services. Um, but, yeah, from a visual standpoint, it's really important for me to look at how that's being represented currently, because what I do is going to inevitably affect all of those efforts, um, even after, you know, after the website is finished.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I actually think this is this is one of the benefits of working with a, de, a web developer who is also a graphic designer, because you don't always find that combination together. <laughs> and you know, if you if if the developer isn't a designer, I think you you can end up with websites where where. That the, the attention you're paying to the, the, the brand and making sure everything hangs together visually and with a language, sometimes that, that gets missed.
2: Yeah, and it gets disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important to me. Even if I'm just designing a print ad for a business, I always go and look at their website mm-hmm. to make sure that the colors and fonts I'm using is are similar to what they're already doing. Because you've got to have that consistency. That's branding 101. <laughs> yeah. So that's important. Um, so I researched them on social. We've kind of already covered that part. She had a really good social presence. Um, and so the next uh, uh, next thing, uh, keeping in mind the project scope that I wrote up in their proposal when we talked about their goals and their, and their services and things and what they wanted for their site. Based on that, I pick out what I call a wireframe. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of a template, but it's sort of very naked and it can be customized 100% so I just pick this as a starting place um, something that I think will work with the type of site they need and that they want Um, so that's kind of where I start and actually is a huge time saver as well in terms of development and it saves the customer a lot of money a lot of development time in the long run. Mm helps me out a lot. So that's where I start. And then next, I, um, depending on their brand, she already had a logo, um, thought it was really cute. She wanted to, to stick with it, really didn't have to do much. So I just took um, the colors from her brand and I incorporated those. This is the, the website building platform um, that I use. And I'm able to set up all the colors, the brand colors in there, program those in, choose um, all the the fonts or the headings and the paragraphs to make sure they're nice and consistent with the existing brand. If I do a brand, if I do a logo for them, then of course I do that first before getting to this step. So the next step is to load all those logo files, um, photos that she provided to me, um, or if she pointed me to her Facebook page, I would download some photos from there, which is what I did here load all of those files into the website editor. Um, And one one big mistake I see is people loading really large photos directly from their phone into their website. And those files, those photos are gonna be really large and they're gonna take too long to load on a site, which is gonna slow down your site and you don't want that. So before I load all these in, I make sure they're compressed and saved for the web. And that's super important, um, a step that most people miss.
1: Let's talk more about images. So you, you just talked about one problem where people are giving you pictures or images that are too large. I think another mistake is people giving you photos that are too small. Maybe they did screen clippings off of a website or they downloaded a picture off of a website. Does that happen often?
2: Oh, yes, it does. Um, sites these days, uh, they have a lot of background images that kind of fill up the whole screen. And they, in order to look good, they do need to be a certain size. They need, do need to be large enough, but they can't be too large. So that's, this is just kind of a fine line into you know, good and bad web development practices um, that someone experienced in web design knows how to deal with. Um, and you know, a lot of times I do have to reach out and say, you have an image that's a little bigger, this one looks pixelated, it's too small. Um, so it's a lot of back and forth process.
1: What if, what if you're working with a new business that doesn't have any photography, what do you do?
2: Well, in that case, um, I can use stock photography, um, to kind of create the look and communicate the feelings that are needed um, in the site. A lot of times stock photography will work, but I also uh, partner with local photographers that I can refer them to. Um, who can come out and, and, you know, spend an hour or two, not, not a ton of money um, and, and take photos of the business and the staff. And usually those work really well for, for website design. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so speaking of stock photos, I would go and select photography um, that was stock as, as like filler. Um, stock photos are <clears throat> sometimes free, sometimes 2 dollars each, you know, not a big investment. Um, but I would go and select photos that were um, complementary of the branding so in this case, I chose some some cute backgrounds, which you'll get to see in a minute. Um, some photos of delicious fruit. She puts a lot of fresh fruit into her into her uh, iced tea. So I chose some images there. And first I'll start with the homepage, building out the homepage, um, inserting the stock photos and photos she's provided, like this one. In the, the hero banner of the site, um, of course, loading in her, uh, her logo to build out the homepage. So that includes, like I mentioned, the hero slider, which is, you know, a slider is like the, the header banner that transitions different photos and sometimes has different messages to kind of get across what the business is all about very quickly right you know right from the start it's important in order to capture people's attention from the page and then complete the homepage design um, all the different sections with a lot of appealing photography product photos kind of brief descriptions about the business and what they provide lots of links throughout the homepage that take the viewer to different parts of the site so there's more than one way than just the menu to get to different parts of the site if they have social media i like to include a social media feed Um, it's a great way to keep your site fresh the content fresh and um, so search engines really like that fresh content Um, so that's a good way to optimize your site more for search engines Um, then I do the internal pages. I usually design one internal page first, um, the about page, an ordering page. She had an ordering page, um, that we included a vendor listing, um, a form to sign up to be a vendor. So she had several pages in her site. Once I create one look, I kind of stick with that look throughout the site. Um, setting up the menu after all the pages are built, set up the menu to be sure those are linked. All those links are, are linked up properly to the correct pages. Um, the look and feel of the menu is important. This is kind of a new style. Instead of having a menu across the top, we just did uh, what looks like a mobile menu on her, even on her desktop site. But it's kind of cool because you click on it and it pops out and It just gives more opportunity for the colors and the fonts to kind of shine here. So then after that, I kind of concentrate on getting all of the apps, that is, the functionality within the site set up, the the order forms, uh, the contact forms, the email subscription form, um, making sure that all of those are set up properly, that... The, the data that gets entered into those by people on the site gets sent to the right place. Um, and that all that information is captured in the website's um, backend so that my customer, my client can use that data to do marketing to her, her prospects, uh, people that are filling out these forms. So that's really important to be sure all these are set up properly. Then I usually one of the final things I do is search engine optimization of every page of the site. Um, This platform has a really good SEO um, functionality, allows me to go in very easily to every page of the site, make sure that the title tag for every page is set up properly um, so that, you know. Search engines will see it. That's one of the first things search engines look, look at is the, is the title tag of each site. And then also the page description. This platform even gives me a little preview of what that page, how that page will show up in search. So you see you've got the page name, the company name, and um, where they're located, and then the description. So it's a really handy tool. So I do that for every page of the site. Um, this is another big one that, um, a lot of people when trying to do their sites themselves overlook is how their site is going to look on mobile, which is more important now than ever. We all surf the web on our mobile phones and we have all experienced those sites where you have to like blow it up and then like move it around so that you can see it because it's not optimized for mobile. So I go through every page of the site ensure that it looks good on mobile phones. Um, Then when that is all done, um, I've I've already optimized all the pages of the site, but the site as a whole needs to be uh, optimized. It needs to be submitted to Google for indexing. Um, There's a whole uh, step, a whole process I go through uh, for this. Um, The site needs to be Um, Set up so that the business information is entered, um, the logo, all of those things, keywords and things are are included. Um, Analytics and traffic can be um, viewed from this this, uh, platform's dashboard as well. So I just ensure that um, the site is set up with all the information that's needed, especially all the cities that are served by that business. This can be entered as well into the back end. And of course, that's really important for search. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Just a lot goes into the optimization for sure. And then uh, the last part is another place that people get tripped up. (laughs) How to actually connect their site to their domain or their URL that maybe they've reserved on GoDaddy. How do I make that connection? Well, I help them through that process as well. Um, It can be kind of tricky, but, you know, I'm there to walk them through it. So that's usually the last step. And So how
1: long does this process take?
2: Well, if I get their content (laughs) in a timely manner it can take as little as a month. If I don't get their content, then it just depends on when they can get it to me. I mean, they can't, you can't put their site up with no content. So um, it can take about a month and, you know, if they get me their content, but uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I, you know, that really, that really points to the importance of helping people get organized. I mean, I think the average business owner who's, you know, they're, they're an expert at delivering whatever the product and services that they're selling, they're expert at that. But, you know, when it comes to knowing what the process is going to be like and what to give a website developer so they can do a good job for them, that's not as well known.
2: Right. I try really hard to, to educate my clients about how we can be a partnership ways that we can help each other to make this a smooth process because a website is absolutely essential. I don't care what your business is. You gotta have a website because people are gonna be searching for you. This is a way to be found, but it's also a way to make a good impression, a good often first impression about your business. Um, So yeah, it's definitely a partnership um, where we provide information to each other to make it a smooth process. So it's definitely an important, important partnership.
1: Yeah. Hey, um, I've had some clients who have um, told me that there's a rumor floating around out there that certain, that websites built on certain platforms get found more easily than websites built on other platforms. All the platforms shall remain unnamed for the purpose of (laughs) this. A uh, video podcast episode, but I want I want you to talk about that rumor. Is there any truth
2: to that? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that's a hard one to answer. Um, honestly, I believe I have used a lot of platforms. I've used I've used all the most common ones, the ones that are supposedly tried and true for so many years. I've used those, and I've used the newer ones. Um, and my findings have been that you need to know what you're doing um, from the get go. Um, you can build a site with pretty much any platform, I think, or the ones that I've used anyway, that are optimized for search and do well on search. If you know what you're doing and you know the basics of SEO, and you know um, the tools you use are less important than being knowledgeable about what you're doing so um that there are you know there's there's a lot of different ways to build a website uh, but you'd be better off hiring someone that knows what they're doing because you're going to get a better quality product a product that's going to work for your business and bring in lots of revenue and it will pay for itself lots of times over so don't 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 spin your wheels and spend hours and hours agonizing trying to build your own site. Hire mm-hmm. <laughs> an expert that knows what they're doing, and regardless of the platform they use, if they know what they're doing, it will be it'll be will do well in search. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I will add one thing: that if you have done all the things, or if if in, any website developer or someone doing it themselves, if they've done all the things that you walked us through in terms of, you know, enter, entering all the SEO, you know, filling in all the SEO stuff on the website. That is critically important. But what's also important is content. The content that you have on your site, a blog that's being updated regularly, um, video content on social that sends people back to your site, just All of the content matters a lot more than people think, but it's all built on a foundation of having all that SEO stuff inserted behind the curtain on the website.
2: Right. It all works together. I mean, there's no no silver bullet. You know, there's no magic. You can't just set it and forget it. A website's not set it and forget it. (laughs) You know, you build it, you search engine, optimize it, and then you maintain it. And you got to keep your content fresh and you got to guide people to your site. Mm-hmm. So it, it all works together. Okay,
1: one more question. And this involves our key takeaway. We always have one of these on our podcast. So, Gwen, what is the one thing that people need to know about what to do if they want a website that gets results?
2: Um A strong brand as a foundation, uh, a good, solid plan for their website. Um, a, a killer design and great content. That's really the foundation of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing to add to that. That is that is everything. All right, Gwen, one more thing before we wrap. Somebody wants to work with you or learn more about how you might be able to help them. How should they get in touch with you?
2: Well, they can go to my website, creativeinstinct.biz, um, take a look at that, and then there is a place where they can sign up or they can book a free consultation with me online, or they can email me at gwen at creativeinstinct.biz.
1: Excellent. All right, Gwen, thank you so much. For this conversation today. Beautiful work as always. And um, we'll see you on the next podcast episode.
2: Okay. Are you having trouble coming up with content for your website? Your troubles are over. The website content quick start course delivers exactly what you need to create a content plan for a simple website. It's fast. It's easy. And it works. All for just $99. The Website Content Quick Start Course. Great content is closer than you think. Learn more at CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then...